I don't just illustrate stuff just to get paid for it. And then, you know, and that's it. I do a lot. Yeah. I do the stuff because I, because uh, I have a love for it and a passion for it. And that's, that's, that's a, an important factor when someone's, you know, choosing who am I going to work with? You want to work with someone who's really passionate about taking wedding photos, or you want to choose someone who's really passionate about uh, illustrating or whatever the, whatever the case may be, you're, you're attracted to people who are, who are passionate about it. Good morning, Paddy. Good morning. Oh, it's not morning for you, is it? It is. I have nine more minutes of morning left, yes. Have you had a good day so far? I've had a great day so far, yeah. Ask me how my day's been. How's your day been, Ashley? Well, it's been really great because I got up at quarter to five. I took a leaf out of your book. Mm-hmm. Got up at quarter to five, had finished the bulk of my work by half seven, walked the dog just completely blown through my to-do list by nine o'clock so I'm sitting here thinking I've got one voice in my head saying well Ashley you know that's you that's you done what you need to do today you could technically take the rest of the day off that's Mm -hmm. why you have this freelance self-employed lifestyle to work when it suits you and then I have another voice saying but Ashley you must work conventional nine to five hours so I'm a bit conflicted right now Mm -hmm. but it's been a productive day oh that's great it feels like you're you're getting a you have an advantage over everybody else whenever you get up early and and you get a load of work done like before nine o'clock in the morning you feel a little bit uh, that you've been given some time that nobody else has. That's so true. And you know when I was when I was doing my work, I heard people actually getting in from their night out, <laughs> right? Drunk, and I'm sitting there working. It was a good good feeling. Um, anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Paddy? We're going to talk about the importance of having a of having a personal brand and how what you put out there as as your brand, how you communicate everything, uh, how that affects how, how people think of you as a as your yeah passion based business as you create your passion based business. How everything you put out there is is part of your is part of your personal brand and and I think we're going to talk about how we're doing it and then maybe some tips on how. How, yeah, how you can better curate your your personal brand. Yeah, I kind of, um, I actually kind of dislike the term personal brand, but I wasn't sure what else to call it because mm. it does sound a bit douchey, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, ultimately, what I think of a personal brand as is basically you deciding what you want to be known for yeah. or what you want to be known as. Because um, at the end of the day, there is a lot of competition out there. There are thousands of people competing in your field alongside you, likely with a very similar skill set or even creative style. Mm-hmm. So how do you stand out? What makes you unique? And that all boils down to your personality. And And I believe that the key to getting noticed or winning work or even building an audience, if that's what you want to do, is to create a strong personal brand. Mm-hmm. So how do you create a strong personal brand, of course? Well, ultimately it boils down to identifying what it is that you want to be known for, isn't it? Yeah. So, and I, I actually think that the more specialised you can be, the better, although some people might disagree with me. So maybe you want to be known as the guy who designs skateboard decks. Mm-hmm. 
And when somebody wants this unique design for their skateboard, obviously you automatically want them to think of you. So every tweet you write, every blog post you publish, every Instagram photo you share has to take that branding into consideration. It has to, at its core, strengthen and complement your brand as the skateboard design guy. And I think you're kind of on the same wavelength. You have that same opinion as me, don't you? Yeah. I mean, everything that you put out there, like every, yeah, like you say, every Instagram and every tweet, it all uh, contributes to um, to what people think of as you as your personal brand uh, as you I mean if you're if you're sloppy with your spelling and grammar that says something about your lack of attention to detail it doesn't matter if you're a if you're not a writer it still makes you look unprofessional as a, a as you know whatever you're doing if you're designing skateboard decks it's it's still an important part if your uh, if your emails are littered with spelling mistakes that that gives a certain impression over to uh, to people so everything um and the types of yeah the types of photos you share on on instagram like for for you it would be kind of strange if your your personal instagram account was uh had really crappy photos in it and that would that would say a lot about your about your skills as a photographer and then that would affect your that would affect your you know wedding photography business yeah I agree with you that would affect my overall kind of brand as a photographer Mm -hmm. um so I think yeah a lot of thought does have to be put into everything that you essentially publish which sounds really extreme but with every piece of content you publish on the web it it is going to give people an insight into your persona and what it is you do Mm -hmm. and who it is that you are if that made sense so you've got to think about who is it that you want your potential clients and industry peers to think of you as People who curate what they shared and focus on quality over quantity are the ones who have strong personal brands. Are you quite, do you consider, I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't sit there and and pour over every word that I put out there, but I do definitely consider what I publish on the web. Are you the same? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't, I don't, well, certainly when it comes to like my portfolio site, the, I, I mean, in episode uh, seven, we talked about you know, what you should be sharing on your portfolio. And if there's, if there's a certain type of work you want to be doing, then you should already be doing it. And I mean, this podcast is all about how to create a living for yourself, you know, doing what you love. And if you want that to happen, you should already be doing what you love. It isn't about, we're not talking about, you know, uh, working really hard at a job you hate to save up your pennies to one day, hopefully have a job doing what you love. You need to be actually doing the job you love Uh, today and you need to be stepping in the right direction you know today and uh, I I do that with uh, the stuff I share on my portfolio Um, I mean I have projects that I've done in the past and because of one reason or another I'm I'm not proud of them and so I don't show them on my portfolio I don't want to put it out there that that I like doing that sort of project and I want to do more of it so I only show the stuff I, I want to do and I do think about you know how I tweet and I want you know my tweets to be uh, personal um or at least you know have my voice on them and have my opinions on them and i think that's important but i mean i don't share absolutely everything on there because that's yeah not of interest to people but it's all about yeah i still want to come across as a as a professional and i know that everything i tweet and everything that i 
Instagram, while it's not directly related to to my illustration work, it's it's still saying something about the type of person that I am. And I mean, I, I try and think about like for my portfolio site, for example, I I put the illustration work on the first page of my portfolio because that's that's what I want to do more of. And then I put the iOS design work as the second item in my site's navigation because that's what I prefer to do, you know, secondly after it. And the web design work is uh, coming after that because I'm not so interested in web design stuff anymore. So you have to make, you know, little decisions like that there help you be known for, for certain things and guide people, get get a certain type of uh, work in the door. So, but I think, yeah, everything that you share out there and everything you put on on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and every email you send out to potential clients, it all has a, it all can uh, contribute to, to um, how people think of you as a, as a professional. And I think the, you mentioned about differentiating yourself with, with regards to your, your skills. I mean, working on your skills. So say photography, for example, working on your photography skills is really important, but what makes the difference is that extra value that you can add that nobody else can. So, I mean, people hire people, people work with people. So you should ask yourself, why would someone choose you over someone else with your exact skills? So say there's someone, there's someone as good as you, uh, Ashley, with, with a camera, with their, ca- their photography skills. There's someone who has your exact skills. So why would someone choose choose you to shoot their wedding over this other person that has to come it then has to come down to how you've sold yourself and what extras come along with choosing you like how you how you communicate with them before the the wedding you know whether you whether you meet them a few times in person to discuss the type of shots you'll be taking or whether you put in the extra effort to going and and checking out the location beforehand or how quickly you respond to emails from them or how how quickly you'll turn around the photos, you know, all that sort of stuff that, that, that those are the areas in which you'll differentiate yourself, not just in your, uh, in your photography skills. Oh, I've never even thought about it from that perspective. Like it, even your work ethic defines your brand. Yeah. Everything does. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Something that I need to get better at is being more punctual with emails because that does give people, it must, um, I mean, I'm not terrible for it, but if you are terrible at following up emails it must give people the impression well if they're that sloppy with simply replying to an email how sloppy are they going to be with for example getting our wedding photos to us on time mm-hmm. or even turning up to the venue on time all of this stuff mm-hmm. but you said something about how it's quite important to you to be quite personal on your twitter well not too personal i agree with you it's really important to have a personal element on twitter but i also think the most important thing if you're you it, of course it depends what you're using twitter for for me i use it to kind of discover this network of people who inspire and even educate me and i also use it to promote my own projects and businesses and i think that it's so important that your twitter account has to be super clear as to what it is that you do so, and it's surprising how many people don't actually have a Twitter account that, that makes it clear what it is they do. For example, I personally want to be known as somebody who works really hard 
and also be known as both a photographer and insurer because that's what I do. That's my job, jobs. And um, and I use Twitter to talk about my business and I share my photos and I also add the odd personal tweet into that mix too so that people can get a feel for what my personality is. Hopefully that does come across. So for anybody who stumbles upon my Twitter account or even my personal blog, it won't take them long to figure out what it is I do and what kind of person I am. But contrary to that, I'm going to use a designer as an example, designer who uses Twitter to simply cross post their crappy four square check-ins or swarm sorry swarm as it is now or dump their map my run stats for their evening runs they're you're never going to really build a solid brand as a designer around that so their bio might say hey I'm an award-winning designer but their tweets their tweets certainly don't back that up so I think it's really important to remember that a brand isn't necessarily what you tell people you are it's what you do to make them think that Mm -hmm. don't you agree yeah and it's it's I mean people think "Uh, it's my it's my Twitter I'll choose to share whatever I I share if I want to share my my runs that's that's what I choose to do and that's that's absolutely true and people are free to to share whatever they want but People are also free to follow you or unfollow you. And you have to still take into account whatever you put out there. That's what people are going to know you as. They're going to they're gonna know you as the person who shares all of their Foursquare check-ins. And they're, you can't just ask people to ignore the, the personal stuff on there. All the business stuff you share and all the personal stuff you share, it's, it's all collected together in how someone perceives you as a person person and business person i mean another thing on branding like it's it's fine to have a a personal twitter account and one for your business however there needs to be consistency between them i mean if you've got a business face on and it's all very professional but then you're radically different on your personal twitter account and you're then that's that's ringing an alarm bell for your potential clients because they can see okay they're just putting on a an act with their their business persona, but now they're 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 a totally different person when you if you look at their their personal tweets and that's yeah people people deal with people so it's if you're putting it out there people can see it and it's uh, you may think that uh, I'm I'm just sharing pictures of my dog because I want to and that's fair enough but but people are going to think certain things about about how you conduct your how you conduct your your business and uh, based on everything you're putting out there so they you need to you need to think about what you're what you're sharing out there and what value that has for for other people yeah that's something that that Andy Clark had asked me on his podcast about what's the difference between you, Ashley, tweeting from I am Ashley and insurance by Jack tweeting from insurance by Jack and my personality is such an important part of Jack's brand. That's really what I'm trying to sell it off of is that you can come to me and have an unbiased chat about your insurance needs. And I've got that experience in both insurance and the creative industry. Um, But it was just important to me to have that standalone Twitter account for places to obviously promote the content that I'm writing on insurance by Jack and stuff. But it is certainly something that people need to think about before they, they just run out and set up a Twitter account and, Hopefully mine isn't too radically different. But I'm just thinking certainly 
I know we keep using Twitter as an example, but I think that's just because it's such an important part. If you're a freelancer or building your own business, it's such an important part of promoting what it is you do. But I definitely think that, you know, if you're that person who is using it without really any consideration, you're just using it to cross post stuff that has nothing to do with what it is that you do. Compare that to somebody who's who's using it very specialised for what it is that they do. For example, a photographer, that photographer who's using it properly to share their work or, you know, that photographer who updates their portfolio or provides their followers with value in regards to photography there, I would say they're definitely, they stand a higher chance of getting hired for work than the person who isn't really using it with any consideration at all, don't you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think the... Another important thing is is to uh, to meet in person. Like like I said, yeah, people people like to work with people and um, and not just a faceless company. I mean, the everyone who everyone only shows you know a certain side to their personality on their via their Twitter account or through their emails, and that's not a hundred percent the real you. And if you want to have a personal connection with your with your clients, then you should meet them in person. Like I'm sure. I'm sure for you, it's really important to to meet up with a potential wedding couple in person. I mean, yeah. no couple would get excited about working with a photographer they've only chatted to, you know, over email and stuff. And you're if if you lose your bags on a flight, your experience with that airline's brand depends solely on the person you got on the other end of the the customer support helpline, and it's all, yeah it's all the the people that that you communicate with but yeah you you must know the you must know the the real advantage of meeting up with a a wedding couple in person right oh absolutely um i mean shooting somebody's wedding is such a personal thing as well it's important for all of us to make sure that that we gel because as you know there are some people that you meet that you might just not click with and it's not that they they might dislike me as a person but they might just feel that I'm not the right person or that I am the right person the only way you get a feel for that is if you meet with somebody face to face and and talk with them so that is a really important part of the process although so many of my weddings last year no this year were in England and I'm in Scotland but we still did like Skype video Mm -hmm. meetings to get that personal sense yeah, I mean, for me, it's not for me. My clients are all over the place, so that it's not really feasible for me to meet many of them in person. But I always at least try at the at certain key moments to try as much as possible to have to have Skype calls to discuss um, to discuss things along the way in the project. And I mean, that's uh, that's also something I how I differentiate myself uh, at the beginning of a project when they're choosing someone to go with. So if we're if I get a request in from someone or if I if I see someone's looking for a designer for a certain app or whatever, I'm I'm good at selling myself on the on the first meeting with a client. Like I can give them confidence in working with me because I try and talk to them in person or, or over Skype. I talk about um I talk about my process and how we'll be working together or what my roles are within the project and what I see their roles as being and I'm a re- I'm reachable a lot of the time and reply quickly to emails so all that sort of stuff you know every point of communication you have with a with a current client or a potential client says says a lot about your professionalism and puts a lot put you know that's that's how they're that's how you build their confidence in you so I find that that's a 
that's really important thing when you're trying to win a when you're trying to win a project is is to have good communication at the start and talk about about your process and I've had you know clients say to me in the past that they they chose me because I I talked with them about about what I was going to do in the project and and how it was going to how the the working relationship was going to be and I talked about if we're in different time zones how that that sort of thing would work and what, how we would, you know, reschedule our working day, depending on the time zones, things like that. Whereas they'd, they've been looking at multiple designers and other designers just replied with an email saying their daily rates. So that's those, that, that extra value that, that only you put in, only you could put into the, to the project that that's, that's what wins you projects. And that's what, that, that's what wins your clients so that's where you need to work i mean working on the working on your skills is uh, is always important but absolutely everybody else is going to have there there's always going to be other people with your same skills so so it's the extra extra value stuff that's that's important yeah i really i really like that i definitely think it's something that i could be better at although whenever anybody does send me a wee inquiry about weddings i always try to reply quite personally and you know congratulate them and whatnot but i still think i could be a lot more punctual with my emails and yeah that's that's good food for thought but when i was thinking about this whole personal brand thing it made me think of you paddy because when you and i first met we were introduced in a pub in Newcastle the night before Debbie. Remember mm-hmm. Debbie, design mm-hmm. it, build it. Loved that conference. And um, we'd never met before, didn't follow each other on Twitter or anything. And there were hundreds of other designers there in that pub. Mm-hmm. But I immediately remembered you because, do you remember that you used to do this thing where with every blog post you published, you would actually design unique uh, you would um design a unique layout around Mm -hmm. it yeah and that it was something that not a lot of people were doing because it requires so much effort but it was Mm. really memorable and it made you stick in my head so even though I was introduced to so many new designers that night I just knew who you were immediately because of (laughs) that one thing you did and that's just a good example of I don't know just trying that little bit harder or doing something a little bit differently to kind of create you know, create that personal brand. It immediately made you stick in my head as mm-hmm. the designer. How come you don't do that anymore? Uh, well, I mean, web design is something I'm uh, moving I'm away moving from. Moving away from, so it's not really a. It's not really something I'm. Uh, I'm just so interested in, and I'm I'm interested in a lot of uh, um, other areas, and I'm trying to, you know, move towards them. And and yeah, I iPhone app design is something I'm really into, and illustration stuff, and. I still do, I still, I mean, the, the, those blog articles were more like making something unique that, that would get people, yeah, you know, talking about my website and talking about my work and it would Which all worked. be, a, yeah, I mean, that, that, that was the, the purpose of them and to put out, you know, my thoughts on whatever the, the article topic was to put that out there in an interesting way and getting people, getting people reading my reading my thoughts on a certain topic and then, you know, eventually lead them onto my portfolio and uh, onto potential work and stuff. And that's, and I still do stuff like that. Like I still do little projects for fun or little one hit websites that, that just have a single purpose, something, something funny or just something where I, 
flex my illustration muscles and just and just make something that has no it's not for a client or not for a personal project or anything uh but it's just purely for kind of uh creating some awareness and that's another part of of personal you know that of personal branding i mean that's another the fact that i make time for for doing little you know fun websites or fun projects or doing things on the side shows that that communicates that i have a real passion for design and a passion for uh, for for the actual the act of of illustrating something and that that communicates something to potential clients that that i'm i don't just illustrate stuff just to get paid for it and then you know and that's it i do a lot yeah. i do the stuff because i because uh, I have a love for it and a passion for it, and that's 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 a, an important factor when someone's you know choosing who am I going to work with. You want to ch- work with someone who's really passionate about taking wedding photos, or you want to choose someone who's really passionate about uh, illustrating, or whatever the whatever the case may be. You're you're attracted to people who are who are passionate about it. Yeah, that's so true. You're more likely to want to. Uh, work with somebody who like you said is passionate about it as opposed to somebody who's clearly just turning up for you know the, the check at the end of the day mm-hmm. yeah I mean you want to you want to when you're talking to uh when you're you're yeah you're organizing a, a wedding photographer you want to get one that makes you more excited about about the wedding photos I mean you're going to be excited about the wedding but if you get a good vibe off the photographer that that really gets you excited about the photos you're going to have of the day. I mean, that that's who you'll go with and it won't, the, their price won't, won't be, uh, such a big issue as, or, or their, their location or, or their, uh, their age or, uh, the, the type of stuff they've, they've taken before the type of wedding photos they've taken before. It's all, I mean, that plays a part, but it's the, how excited you are about working with them are, and you see their, you see their passion that that's why people choose that particular wedding photographer yeah so hopefully that's a nice big tangible takeaway right there from this episode already is that um you're more likely to win work if you're passionate about what it is that you do um but when we were when I was making my notes for this I was thinking about uh, people that I personally follow whether it be their blogs or their twitter feeds that I think have good strong brands and and why that is it's just a short list don't worry paddy mm-hmm. and came up with rachel andrew who i talk about an awful lot on this podcast um, but if i ever wanted to learn about bootstrapping or side projects rachel would be the person that i go to for that justin jackson if i ever want to learn about building and shipping products justin he's a product person he'd be the person i'd go to for that James Clear, if I wanted to delve into the psychology behind making better habits, he'd be the the person that I'd go to. And a lot of these people may do similar jobs to others. Um, the fields that they work in are, are no less competitive than the fields that you and I work in. But the reason that I think of them when I think of bootstrapping or building products or productivity and habits is because their personal brand is not bogged down with off-topic tangents or swarm check-ins, or constant complaints about the transport system, which a lot of people do. Basically, they just do a really great job of keeping things consistent and curating what they share. And ultimately, that's what I think it all boils down to. Mm -hmm. 
So um, what what practical what practical steps do you think people can take, if any, to build a strong personal brand to start today to kind of to complement their personal brand? What practical steps can they take today? I, I definitely think that the meeting in person or having personal personal contact with the with your potential clients and your potential customers. I mean, that that's have as much of that as, uh, as possible that really personal contact with someone, uh, and having a, having a chat over coffee, it, it says so much more about your, about your personality and, and how you are, how you operate as a, as a business person than your portfolio site or, or your tweets or uh, as any of that can do a big big point uh, about this is remember throughout all of this is that you're that you're a person not a brand and people deal with people so don't dehumanize yourself with your brand like if anything you need to emphasize the the person in the in the phrase personal brand i mean it's your it's your personality and that extra value that only you can add to it that that's what makes the difference in in whether someone chooses you or someone else with your exact skills. So it definitely always keep in mind that people deal with people and people like friendly people and people like uh, people who have a sense of humor. And we're not saying that you have to keep your uh, Twitter accounts or Instagram a hundred percent business. Otherwise, you know, people won't deal with you. If anything, you should keep them personal but just remember that everything you put out there that that contributes to your you know your brand or what people think of you as as a business person so i mean you can share whatever you want and and i mean just yeah consider everything that you're that you're putting out there and and remember that people uh everything you put out there contributes to your brand so just yeah consider it yeah, and don't, like you said, it's got to be, you can't force it, you can't manipulate it, it should be natural, it's who you are and what you do at your core. So if you're a designer, design. If you're a writer, write. And if you're a photographer, take pictures. Um, but that's us coming up to our 30 minute mark. Do you have anything else to add, Paddy? No, I think I think we kind of covered everything. Aye. So I hope that people have lots of practical takeaways on the importance of having a personal brand. And if you have uh, if you have any questions for us or you want to share like your experiences with with creating your own brand or or anything you've you've liked about the show, uh, you can send us an email on info at workingoutpodcast.com or you can tweet us at workingoutshow. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>